I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this episode of News World, SA Company and Biogen announced on January 6th that under the accelerated approval pathway, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has approved Lecanemab IRMB, which has the brand name in the U.S. Lequembi for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. The approval is based on phase two data that demonstrated that Lequembi reduced the accumulation of plaque in the brain, a defining feature of Alzheimer's disease. Using the recently published data from the large global confirmatory phase three clinical trial, Clarity AD, SA will work quickly to file a supplemental biologics license application to the FDA for approval under the traditional pathway. Here to talk about this remarkable breakthrough for Alzheimer's disease treatment, I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, Dr. Marwan Saba, who I first worked with back in 2008. He is a behavioral neurologist in the Alzheimer's and Memory Disorders Program and a professor in the Department of Neurology at Barrow Neurological Institute and is one of the leading doctors on the study. Marwan, thank you for joining me on Newsworld. It's nice to talk to you again, and I'm glad you're still passionate about Alzheimer's. What led you to have such a deep, passionate interest in Alzheimer's and in dementia? Yes, so uh, it doesn't run in my family. I had a fear of getting old, and I thought that Alzheimer's was the embodiment of everything sad and destructive about getting old. Fortunately, I've been cured of that. I'm very optimistic about the future of aging, the future of Alzheimer's, and so that's how I got into Alzheimer's. Could you just take a minute, talk to us about what is Alzheimer's? So people understand Alzheimer's as the dementia phase. The dementia phase, meaning your cognitive memory disorders and memory issues get so bad, it starts to affect your daily life. That is dementia. So dementia means you've lost your independence because of cognitive decline. Dementia is a categorical definition. So there are many causes of dementia. Alzheimer's is the most common type of dementia. Two thirds of all dementia is Alzheimer's. But it is an accumulation of proteins that should not be accumulating in your brain. The two main proteins are amyloid and tau, and they accumulate for 20 years 
before your first day of forgetfulness. So by the time you walk into my clinic, your brain is full of Alzheimer changes. What is the protein beta amyloid? The protein beta amyloid is a protein that normally is cleared out of the brain when it's a different form of it. But when it starts to form the Alzheimer amyloid, which is a 42 amino acid protein, it does not clear out of the brain and starts to accumulate and stick together and clump together. And when it starts to get to a certain stage of clumping together, it starts to damage that accumulation, starts to damage the cells. And then you get inflammatory changes and inflammatory reactions. And the presence of amyloid triggers a whole cascade of other things that lead to more problems down the road. So amyloid is the earliest important seminal event that leads to the downstream problems that ultimately lead to the dementia. And then what are the twisted strands of the protein tau? The best way to describe tau is we have inside our brain cells these long proteins called microtubules. Think of microtubules as railroad tracks and think of the cross hatches as the cross hatches on the railroad tracks keep the tracks together moving in the same direction. Tau is those cross hatches. So the tau keeps the microtubules assembled. When tau undergoes a biological change called phosphorylation, those cross hatches of tau stop binding to microtubules and microtubules literally get jumbled up and ultimately the cells die because they can't traffic proteins and other things up and down cells. They cannot move things inside the cells and that's what causes the cells to die. So the tau is these little proteins that ultimately then get broken up when the cells die, they're released and they're taken up by cells next door. And the spread of tau correlates more reliably with cognitive decline than the spread of amyloid. Is there any relationship between the amyloid and the tau? That Does one precede the other or are they just parallel independent developments? At the beginning, the amyloid precedes the tau. There's some evidence that amyloid is triggering the tau, which tau is more of a protein in response to injury amyloid is the injuring protein. But after a while, then they accumulate in parallel. Why would somebody at a very early age suddenly have Alzheimer's? Those are mostly people with genetic mutations that lead to Alzheimer's. And there are a few of them. There are a handful. The biggest group of people with young onset Alzheimer's disease is Down syndrome. They all get Alzheimer's. More than 80, 90% will get Alzheimer's dementia in their lifetime. That is a good example of young onset Alzheimer's. Will this new medicine have any impact on these early onset cases? For the most part, we don't know the answer to that. I mean, all the focus of the treatments have been around the typical Alzheimer person, right? 60s, 70s, 80s type onset. We have not, as far as I know, done a lot of work with this new treatment in the young onset Alzheimer's. There is a study out of Washington University called the Diane Study. And they were looking at drugs similar to this to treat the young onset. But as far as I know, that has not been successful. Alzheimer's for most people, you've actually had it for years before it manifests itself in any kind of behavioral modification. Is that accurate? That is an accurate statement. So we know that by the time you walk into the clinic, you may have been accumulating you know, amyloid and tau in your brain for 15, 20 years or so. So the dementia phase is a late manifestation of the Pathology. If we can find a way to cure Alzheimer's, we have an enormous impact both on the quality of life and productivity and also on the fiscal cost of just 
the entire of the health system. 100%. Great summary. Exactly right. The last 15 years have been very productive and breakthroughs. And when I was speaker, we doubled the size of the NIH budget. This is an example of the kind of breakthroughs that are now beginning to really pay off in terms of the quality of life for Americans. And you led huge initiatives that have paid off huge dividends. And all the work you led led to big funding initiatives that have advanced the field greatly. So thank you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. If you think you're at risk for Alzheimer's, what are the things you can do to slow or prevent the progression of disease? In prevention, you know, people are looking at the fact that you should be engaging in ways to reduce your risk. That would include aggressive blood pressure management, cognitive stimulation, brain games, or things like that. And physical exercise are the three things that have been shown that the National Academies of Sciences, Medicine, and Engineering have sufficient evidence to recommend. The World Health Organization would add more to that, and the Lancet Commission would add more to that. But we are now looking at the concept of brain health in a way to engage people to do preventive strategies that they can start today and not just wait till they're having problems. Wasn't there a study once of, I think it was of nuns who played bridge versus nuns who didn't, and that just the act of playing bridge stimulated their brain and dramatically changed the trajectory of brain diseases? That was the Snowden study from University of Kentucky and the Nunn study from the 1980s, and that's exactly right. And that was the first evidence of cognitive stimulation, brain stimulation on a continuous basis that has shown to be protective. And we've seen multiple studies since then confirming that observation. For our listeners, I need to realize this is the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. This is a major part of our health trajectory 
then the work you're doing is a big part of that. And now for the very first time, the Food and Drug Administration is beginning to approve drugs in this area, which is tricky because their standard required a turnaround time that was reasonable. And when you're dealing with long-term brain diseases, the studies take so long, you do a lot more damage to people by not approving and taking the risk than you do by waiting for the ultimately multi-year outcome. But they have approved six drugs, and Lecumbe is going to be number seven. Have you found the FDA to be more knowledgeable and more reasonable in this area? I have to say that the FDA, because I know a lot of those officers at the FDA are paying a lot of attention. They're very, very well informed. They're very motivated to stay informed, and they're listening very carefully to everything. They're very, very close to the science. When they make decisions, I assure you, they have really gone through this very carefully, very thoroughly. And I know them well enough to know that they're very careful people. Speaker, I think they have a very hard job, very difficult job, but make no mistake about it, they're very thorough and very careful. They have two challenges. One is to make sure the drug actually works, and the other is to make sure it doesn't do more harm than good. The initial wave of the first five drugs that they approved were really sort of symptom-oriented rather than taking Alzheimer's on head-on in terms of changing the course of disease. That is correct. It would be like Tylenol for a fever. These are drugs that improve the symptoms but don't stop the progression or substantially change the disease. And so this new drug, Lakembi, being the second one to what we call DMT or disease-modifying treatment, is a real game-changer. Lakembi is an additional break in that direction. You were a researcher on a study for the new drug. How does it differ from prior drugs? So what the drug does is it's called a biologic or a monoclonal antibody. And understand that monoclonal antibodies are manufactured proteins that you inject or infuse. And they're basically there to find whatever they're designed to find, right? So Lakembi is a manufactured protein and it's designed to find amyloid and grab it and take it out of the body. That's all it does. They understand that, you know, biologics or monoclonal antibodies are used in all kinds of diseases, right? You watch TV and you talk about psoriasis and arthritis. Those are all monoclonal antibodies, much like Lakembi is for Alzheimer's. So it, 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 this is a manufactured protein, binds amyloid, finds it and clears it out of the body and out of the brain. And it does it spectacularly well. That clarity study that you mentioned in your opening remark removes 90% of the amyloid out of your brain in less than 12 months. So we know it does what it's supposed to do. After you've achieved that in the first 12 months, do you need to keep taking it to continue draining out the harmful transitions or can you sort of back off for a while because you've relieved 90% of them? It's a speculative thing. The labels say that you will continue the intravenous infusions every two weeks indefinitely. And that's the state of the science right now. You know, a year from now, that might change. What I think is going to happen, though, is you'll take it for a year or two IV. This is speculative. I'm not speaking on anybody's authority, right? Then you'll either go to a shot, like an injection, every once in a while, or you'll just get it less often. So I think the IV every two weeks will just be on the short term, but we don't have a definitive position on that yet. And then how long does the intravenous treatment take? It takes about an hour to take the treatment. So do you go to a clinic? Yes. Okay. But for an hour every two weeks, if we're clearing up 90% of what could lead you to have real cognitive problems, that's a pretty good trade. 
Absolutely. And if you are at the beginning of the Alzheimer process, what we call mild cognitive impairment or pre-dementia, you're still independent, but you're still having some memory issues. Wouldn't it be awesome that you don't go on to get dementia? You're still independent. You still enjoy your quality of life. And it, this drug slows the progression to dementia. People can continue independent living, probably continue to work if they want to. It's really a game changer. But as I understand it, you have to be in fairly early stages for this to work. Yes, this is a drug that unfortunately not everybody's going to get. The data is very clearly suggests that only the people at the beginning stages, so mild cognitive impairment or mild dementia, will be appropriate for this. If you're more advanced in your dementia, if you don't have amyloid, if you have a pacemaker and you can't get an MRI, a lot of people will not get the drug. Speaker, I have to tell you that our estimates only suggest that maybe 20% of people walking in the door will get this drug, and most people will not. If you have any sense that you're beginning to have cognitive impairment, the earlier you are diagnosed, the greater the likelihood that you could get a drug like this to dramatically postpone the onset of serious cognitive problems. That is exactly right, and we expect to see that. And the other thing that we're seeing that's coming to the market now is the possibility of a screening blood test, like a PSA, like you and I as men, we always go get our PSA checked. We might have a screening blood test that's actually coming to the clinic as we speak. So I'm not sure it would be a diagnostic, you know, like you just go get your infusion after the blood test. But if it's normal, then you know you don't have Alzheimer's. And if it's abnormal, you could get more testing. So that is also a big development in the field. And we could be using the screening blood test later this year. So a lot of big changes in 2023. Which offers enormous hope in the long run. It's the point at which the onset begins, not your age. So if you're 60 and early onset, you should get checked immediately. If you're 80 or 90 and you suddenly have onset, you still are treatable if they're caught early enough. So it really does create sort of a wave effect that as people get better at this, we begin to cut off by countering it in the first year or two or three, people becoming seriously impaired. Yes, that's correct. Which is an enormous revolution. Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you a closing question, which is, what would you say to people who are worried about Alzheimer's and the possibility of the great breakthroughs that are coming? Speaker, you have had a major impact on American society over the last 30 years. And I'm telling you that because you saw under your watch the transformation of other diseases, right? So in your time, you saw HIV turn from a terminal disease to now a chronic manageable disease. You saw multiple sclerosis turn from a disease where you were gonna be in wheelchair for sure in 10 years to now people live a normal quality of life. I start with that because we are now going to see that happen with Alzheimer's. It'll go from a terminal disease as you and I know it, we've invested much of our careers in it, to a chronic disease. One day in the very near future, you will have a little bit of forgetfulness. You'll go get your blood tests. You'll go get your confirmation PET scans and things like that. Start on a cocktail regimen, you know, one, two, three, four, five drug approach, and then you won't get worse. You'll have a normal life. And that day is coming soon. And so I am very excited about Lakenby because it is the beginning of the transformation of Alzheimer's from a terminal disease, as you and I know it, to a chronic disease. 
I want to thank you for joining me. And I think the work you're doing to find a treatment for Alzheimer's disease is so important for all Americans. And I'm looking forward to hearing about the next great breakthrough. And I look forward to you coming back and joining me to talk again about what's happening. Thank you. Thank you to my guest, Dr. Marwan Saba. You can find out more about the new Alzheimer's disease treatment, Laquembi, on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gamers 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howe, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.